you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, everybody, welcome back to Sidework Podcast, part two, the bill, the damage. What is it about us food industry people where it's like, I love, like, we love our murder shit. I mean, I think that's women. I think women. (laughs) It's well, because it's part of our everyday. It's a, yeah, so something like, we have to consider all yeah. day, every day. My friend Catherine once said, the reason we have crow's feet is because we're squinting, checking to make sure no one's behind us to kill us all the time. It's like something you don't really think about and guys definitely don't think about is no. physically that we can be threatened at any time because we're physically smaller. Yeah. And right. It's just like gut feelings. They're real. Oh, yeah. They're, also, our intuition oh, yeah. is so much don't better than d- guys. Always trust your intuition. It's always, always, always. So we love that you guys are sending us like really great articles, sending us stories, the whole thing. We got a, a story from Vice, which we'll dig into further. But uh, Vice has discovered uh, that people making reservations at a nice restaurant, posh restaurants are probably Googling you and rejecting you if you don't seem rich. What? I mean, is um, this in, in just big cities it's no, i mean this is very new york of of course uh so the they the thing is they have you email them for a reservation so they're getting your name before they say yes or no and then the hostesses and the other people's jobs are to go through the names and basically um reservation protocol it's Ugh, gross i don't want exactly. to eat at any place like exactly. this to begin with especially when someone's like saved for like a month to go to a restaurant like this and then they're rejected because they don't look good on paper that's gotta be that's fucking illegal it there's gotta it's so shady i hate this but but did mm-hmm. you, but yeah they like this is investigative journalism apparently but high-end restaurants everywhere have been doing this for years oh yeah i mean which is discrimination crazy. when it comes to class always well of course but yeah, so it's like, no, 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 we're just trying to keep a certain environment, quote unquote, for rich clientele. You know, anyone who isn't rich just doesn't hear back from us. Barf! Oh. Gross. But that being said, here's a great server submitted story. Hey, good thing if you Google my name, it says I'm worth, worth 16 million bucks. Is that true? Yes. That's hilarious and I love it. Also, why, why are you holding out on us? It's true that I'm worth 16 million bucks. <laughs> can you believe i'm this humble you are why are you podcasting with us because i care thanks joss Thank you're you, welcome joss. okay so this is a story we got no name on this one no so. name it's a no it's a nanan. anonymous anonymous this story was very interesting to me because it's not just high-end restaurants that do this i worked at a sports bar in ames iowa that would do this what <laughs> If we had a guest that complained slash not happy no matter what, the manager would look them up on Facebook slash look them up on Iowa Criminal Court Online to see if this person did this at other restaurants. So there's a man in Ames, Iowa that's banned from many bars and restaurants because his scam is to get free food slash gift certificates saying everything is terrible during service. Ames is a college town, 35,000 students there so we have fake ids floating around if we were given an out-of-state id a vertical id or a non-state issued id 
I would have to take it to a manager who would look them up on Facebook in the back office to determine if it was really them or not. The process to an okay and ID would take five minutes. Meanwhile, oh. you'd have a full section. You couldn't My put the God. drink order until the ID was verified. The owner was XPD and military and had no <laughs> business running a restaurant. No sense of how this fucked up the server on game day. You can use the restaurant's name, Boulder Tap House, but do not use my name. You got it. The guest ID would be out of their possessions for five to ten minutes. Absolutely insanity. And possibly illegal because many of the ideas that were highly scrutinized were not from us. Slash minorities. My God, that just took a turn. Absolutely love this podcast and keep up the awesome work. Maybe we have to start like a serial style podcast about this scam or this, <laughs> this phenomenon. Real. Can you, I mean, to me, it's just the whole like no concept that your service is more important than running like fucking analytics on somebody and being basically keeping tabs fucking, on all your customers. Exactly. Like, like I think it's one thing to take down a scam artist who wonderful. And that's like Do good it. Samaritan work, but, but every last person it's like, especially this, profiling against fucking minorities okay. that come into your business 100. to spend money. Like, <laughs> so fucked up and it's just like this is like okay go you know you know maybe you need to get back into like the you know being a private investigator or something i'm gonna guess the food's probably not so great when someone's you know more more obsessed with it having like a military state you know Mm -hmm. inside the restaurant but that is fucked up guys i think what they should do is they should you know they should go one step further and then if you are suspect, you should be in a booth that then like prison bars drop down in front of since so you're trapped and caged in uh, into your table until the authorities get there to uh, take you off to the old the old clinker. Or they just hire you and then you can join the ranks of uh, a shady uh, back of house in front of house. You work in the kitchen now. Congratulations. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not being shitty toward kitchen workers. That's nuts. Thank you for the hot tip. But that makes my skin crawl i prefer the good old days when people just looked me up and down and said we're full you guys Thank we you. love your server submit stories if you have one for us please drop one into our dms on instagram and we have, we would be happy to read it and let me be honest we need some you know y'all think everyone's sending us stories we kind of we're a little dried up right now so send them <laughs> send them we need more we need, a, we need a hot batch of stories yeah i think i feel like we blew through them i was like oh yeah we can do two an episode and i'm like we need more stories <laughs> okay so we've reviewed the people who argue over who's going to pay and then usually you end up getting roughed up and manhandled in the process it's either a hand goes into your apron pocket or like people are like yanking you back and forth or <sighs> do you see them physically fight over the checkbook yes. Yes. And you're like, just fucking stop it. Now, the opposite of that, which is one of my favorite things in the world, is if it's a group of women all out to eat and you put it down, it's a game of nobody touch it or look at it because ladies <laughs> be cheap. Mm. They kind of are. They struggle a little bit. Like, I I used to struggle with it, even though I was like, I have my money for my portion or whatever. Yeah. But it's because I also just was never very financially secure. The yeah. minute I got better with it, to me, I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake, just give it to me. I'm going to swipe it. You guys give me yeah. cash. That's a favorite move. Yeah. Give me cash. I love yeah. cash. I also think being young, I think a lot of us have evolved with like, yeah, we'll just split it five fucking ways like adults. Like, yes. You know, like unless not you're not drinking, then you no, shouldn't have no, to pay that, for the I drink. Agree. But Jocelyn, I, I, I want you to, if, if you're comfortable mentioning it. Yeah, because then we just pay more for tip and you don't pay tip. You know what I mean? Unless it's like, well, there must be, there should be some needs. compromise. But yeah, I was I just fully on agree. this girl's trip and, you know, People are knocking down martinis and having cocktails and glasses of wine, and then they're splitting it equally. And it's like, dude, it's straight up like a hundred bucks of booze on here that's not, I didn't touch. It's like at that point, it's, and I always feel bad because our friend Renee doesn't really drink, Mm -hmm. and I can't tell you how many times she's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, no, 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 no. You should not have to pay for my drinks. That I, I completely, absolutely yeah. agree with. Yeah. Otherwise. And I also think I if people assumed. are drinking, there's been times where like I have, I've only had two drinks and split the bill, but there's other been times where I've had like five drinks and right. still split the bill. So in my opinion, if it's the same, like it kind of evens out. If you're with yeah. the, a same group of people, you yeah. go out a lot. Like that's no big deal. Like, Cause you guys, you just kind of have your, you know, like 
uh, like basically you're all paying each other essentially it's like a circle of cash and tips and whatever but when you're with a group like say say like hostage situation like a like a bachelorette type thing or like a trip but just having no wherewithal that someone say hostage situation hostage, well what i is what i call any sort of bachelorette girls trip where you don't know everyone that well which i'm not saying that was your situation but where I, i'm and i'm very vocal about it i'll just straight up be like hey guys like i'm not i'm not trying to be cheap but like it was a late split. It was a split after the trip. So, but if like if people aren't gonna vibe with that, then don't, I don't understand. yeah, don't go out to eat with them anymore. But also, I don't know what's wrong with just like again, don't feel cheap in any situation. Or if you're not a drinker, and you're just like, hey, no, you guys accounted for about two hundred dollars of this bill. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? Can we or, all say what if there was a like our a lovely server standing watching us all have this conversation arguing about the check? That's what it's like to be a server yes. listening to ladies argue about who's paying what, and they just sit and stare at you while you're trying to make a decision. They're like, no, no, don't leave yet, and then continue to argue Ugh. amongst themselves for like three fucking minutes while they're trying to figure it out. And you're like, I gotta go and do things. You figure it out. Also leave leave and also yeah. meanwhile stop while, camping so now you are in an actual hostage situation at your table right and there are other tables who are just going to be a normal one swiper and go that's when they get aggro because that's one of that's one of if not the second most important step of service is like first is greeting them you know making them feel welcome trying to get a drink order going and then second is getting them the fuck out the door when they want to go that will get you a good tip every time it makes people happy because i don't know what it is when you suddenly want to leave a restaurant you want to leave a restaurant yeah. and if another table is doing this like whole fucking you know like group therapy session over how to split a bill. They brought their black pillar candles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so that's another thing too, is like if you need to think about like, like I get it that getting the bill right is important. Money is the big, you know, fuck up that makes everyone uncomfortable. But figure your shit out before you hold your server oh, there. And fucking God forbid you try and be proactive and drop the bill before someone asks for it. even And, and then the shit you get from some people because of that. Like, oh my, how you have the audacity to drop the check without oh, yeah. me asking um, yeah, you? Yeah, you you're not sitting us with us at this table listening to our conversation. You have the audacity to assume we're done when we've stopped ordering things. For a half hour What's ago? What's wrong with you? Right. Sitting here with empty glasses for yeah. five minutes. Refusing our anything else? Everything's packed up. We've ordered dessert and we're done. Also, like, party etiquette. Like, if you have a group of 10 or more people and it's a, it's a party for somebody, like... Have that person, have one person take care in of the girl. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I just, I don't, I was out to dinner for Marcus and Miguel's, Marcus's birthday the other night, and we had 12 people, and I all of a sudden was like, oh my gosh, we should, we need to get the check, like, it was closing, and Miguel was like, already taken care of, like, we just have to leave, and Wonderful. it was just so nice to be, like, I mean, granted, it was, you know, it, it's his husband's birthday, but mm -hmm. it was so nice that he was just like, I invited you here. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can afford to do this, right, obviously. Of course. But it was just, it made everything so yep. seamless. You know what I mean? Like, I knew he took care of them. There's just like, man up. If you're going to make a bunch of people go out to dinner for you, figure it out ahead of time. Right. There's yes. also the oh. other side of, like, assumption with dropping the check is when someone, they're like, oh, we'll, to we'll take the check. And then they proceed to sit in your section for another fucking 30 to 45 minutes not paying the check, Ugh. still chatting, campers, taking up your time, campers. Also, servers, let's get real. We're in 2019. Don't drop the check towards the man. Yes, you that just drives go, me. I never up did that. The I never, I never. But it happens to me all the time. And it happens if like you put your card down and then they they run it and they yeah. bring it back and they'll give it to the they guy. Give, bring it yep. to a man. Like that. look at the name. <laughs> I that frost my cookies. Guys, Let me tell you I would what. look at credit card names totally all the time. Sometimes I take pictures. And <laughs> 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 they're famous people. Just so Ooh, if funny, they, funny. yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I've done that. <laughs> so like, and how about this? Or if they're super hot and I want to like creep them later. Oh. How do we feel about when 
people take the merchant copy, both copies, <sighs> like they walk out with I, everything. I've had a problem with that before in my life. I accidentally would sign it and take the signed copy and I feel dev I feel terrible that I go home and be like, Oh fuck, I took the wrong I've called before. Yeah, you just call the restaurant back. Okay, yeah. Etiquette. Yeah. Like call the restaurant back, say I was in at this time, this is my like it says a check number on your check, whatever. You yep. can tell them the last four of your um credit card. That's a lot. Because then pe- pe- I don't think people realize then that server won't get that tip. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no way to know what your tip was. Right. And you mm-hmm. get, no. and you, and like, it's a real uh, gamble to just. But also they can do, they can fight with the credit card company and say, I didn't sign this. Yeah. I didn't authorize it. Right. So it's actually multi-tiered problematic. And be clear on what you're tipping. Because if you put an, an, an eight and it's meant to be a five, like. I've had so many, I've had people like call back and be like, I didn't mean to tip 15, uh, $18. I meant to tip 15. <gasps> what? Oh yeah. Whoa. Oh yeah. Okay. Yowzers. Like just be clear, write clearly. Don't write like you're. On my $200 tab. Mind you, like I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Has anyone ever left you a weird note on the chat? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All the time. Uh, so anybody numbers, ever left you not phone times. numbers but like sometimes people will leave it looks like a $20 bill and you open it up and it's just like about Jesus instead <laughs> oh, no. gotten those before. oh the, what are those called here in LA chicklets or the, the little Jesus magazines that bait have bait and Jesus is what I'm going to call them they're little Jesus tiny zines. Jesus zines oh, yeah thanks. and then everything is like whoa Bill is doing drugs Bill, have you considered that maybe drugs will land you in the hellfires of of Satan land? I don't know. They're really intense. And so Keep you it to get... yourself, you know? I know. And then it's like instead of money, you're like, oh, I, I just got Jehovah Witnessed. What a super shitty thing to be like, you you're can give welcome. you this really good tip. And then it's just people thinking they can tip you with the word of God. They're like, oh, here's a little something that lasts forever. Salvation. Mm-hmm. I think that's more <laughs> important than money lining your pockets. That's some bullshit. <laughs> no, I would literally, if I saw someone do that, I would follow them out and throw it at them. Uh, and people who leave change. I was just about to say that. Oh, I was just about to go there. That's it mean. is, there. newsflash. There is no way to put change amounts into a server tip pool. There no. just isn't. And it's, it almost sometimes feels, too, like people are just getting rid of the garbage in their pockets. Because it'll be like a gum wrapper and like three pennies and a nickel plus a couple other dollars. And you're like, let me just clean up your Look, fucking you're garbage like, pile I would that you say left. if you're like maybe 15 or under, maybe it's acceptable to pay with change if you're a kid. And it's, and, it's, and it's 1960. Okay, there we go. There we go. If you're, yeah, if you're just going to get yourself a pop, you're breaking your piggy bank to get a steak dinner. Yeah, and I, it's the nineteenth, the twentieth century. There were kids with a lemonade stand close to the beach on Sunday, and they were charging a dollar forty-five. What for? A, and I was like, we, I walked right by those kids. Did you see? I was, like, I was like, I was like, round it up, you no dicks. What, I was like, what'd you do? Go get like uh, like twenty dollars worth of nickels for well, this dumb did little business? The research, they shits. did some statistic research and figured that a dollar, and they figured out a dollar forty-five. People are gonna round up and give them two dollars. But uh, no, nobody really wants to pay a dollar fifty, but a dollar forty-five. I gotta tell you what, if you live so close to the beach, you don't it, need it. That and you're trying to sell lemonade. I'm not buying your fucking lemonade, okay? You, you live in one of those you got a head beach start. mansions. You, you have more money than I do already, and you're five. So take your lemonade. Sorry, and shove Skyler. It. Sorry, everyone. Too harsh? No, it's fine. No, I'm never. In, I'm, kids I'm, are, listen, kids are not off limits. So how about like, you know, do, and I, I, I don't do this very often, only if I'm just truly like concerned or if I catch something like me as a customer, very, very rarely do I question the bill where I say, what's this for? Because I think as a server, I understand more jargon that comes out on a bill, especially yeah. if it was like an add on. I think that that's fine. A, I think that's totally cool. But as long as you're not nitpick. like $2 for marinara. Exactly. That sort of shit. But people will start nitpicking, fighting you. Then they lose their shit over the tax. Well, I'm sure we all had parents that were a little more 
did a little more detective work on checks than we did. I Probably. don't know you guys, but I feel like that happened. Well, now with service charges, it's just like, oh my God. There's also, Bane I remember my it being existence. a big deal when someone would order a, like a vodka on the rocks and there was like a dollar or two dollar upcharge because you're because getting a so lot more alcohol. Vodka. And people being like, I'm paying for ice? What? <laughs> and, I'm, and you had to explain that you basically got like a, Another ounce of alcohol for an additional $2, and people still didn't fucking get it. Now, there are some times that Brooke and I, when I we don't need, need to name, name the name of the bar, but we went and ordered margaritas, and we were upcharged for making the drink a margarita on top of an already $12 shot of alcohol. Yeah. Which I How think much is was the absurd. total margarita? Like, it was a $3 upcharge no to make way. it a margarita. So it, it was a $15, $15 margarita? At a dive more. bar. Yeah, at a at dive bar. It was like 15 or 16 bar? Which one? Uh, and I bet it wasn't even like a real margarita. It wasn't that good. And you know how they are. It ends Triple up being sec. this much of a drink, you know, but I did. I, you saw me. I mean, I, we both sat there and I was like, Hey, like we're not, we'll pay, we'll pay. But just so you know, like this is ridiculous. Like yeah. I've never had this at a bar. Um, I don't think anyone comes into Verdugo bar trying to get a $16 cocktail. Is that where weirdos. it was? Yeah. We it really just, actually was like a $16 cocktail. It was. It was like a $4 Call upcharge to make a margarita. Right. And Out. I, that's and a problem with the order. That's the problem with our POS. Because POS. What they're doing is Well, the manager is in. the one. He, he explained to us it's because of juices and no, mixers. No, and no, I was like, like no, that's no, no, not no, no. right. Well, then have it on a menu as an option right. for a and drink that you make. Fucking dollars and that's sixteen dollar margarita. I, think we asked I mean, that better be with like f- fucking top shelf tequila. I mean, it was because we had already ordered. I ordered a very nice mezcal Ooh. to have mine mixed into, but it's like if I'm already paying twelve dollars for a shot of mezcal. I miss mezcal. Can't I? Uh, can't you just mix it with like? I'm sorry, with your margarita mix, which albeit wasn't terrible, but wasn't terrible, but it was a, it was a very weird. You know what they they did take. The bill they down did. a little and he, bit. Actually, the manager was very insistent that he like take it down, even though I was like, I know I'll pay. And then he insisted, and it, it all worked out fine. Which, but we tried to do that. But thing. I haven't been back since. Exactly. But you Ooh. try and do that thing where I'm like, listen, I'll do it. I'll do and it. And I like I was that like, bar. Me too. I do too. It's fine. But I tried. I had my birthday there last right. year. It was great. I and like I we... and I don't think those prices were like that then. No, they're and not. The manager actually said we have to like do this to like keep up with other bars. And no, I was no, like, no, but this no, is no. also There's like... There's no other bars around what there. What are you talking That's about? It's insane justification. Like, That's yeah. an insane justification. We no, have no, to no, up no, our no, prices no. to keep up. No, you have to... That doesn't make sense. You have to yeah. lower your prices right. so more people come and here. And we were even like, hey, we come here because it's a neighborhood bar and we love it and it's a dive. And we obviously we don't expect like things to be super cheap, but this seems very absurd that like... Anyway. Well, I, yeah, the way I put it is I was like... We'll do it. I was like, but just so you know, like, I'm never going to order anything like this from you again because yeah. this is really outrageous. And I was like, and I think I said the things like, no one's coming in here for a $16 cocktail. Right. Like, no, l- you're like this place is a, But it is a thing that'll send you right out of there. Yeah. You know, but I'm glad I said something because otherwise you can do the thing where, yeah. which I think what most customers do, which makes them such fuck ups is they get mad, they internalize, they don't tip and they never come back. And it's like, and then just yelp about it. And then yelp it, you know, which we are going to do a Yelp episode, by the way. Oh, I can't even. I have to talk about, I just read that Yelp is switching out the phone numbers on their site for certain restaurants so that when you call, you go straight to Grubhub so the restaurant doesn't get the order, but Grubhub does. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty evil. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, well, that's, if they weren't as bad enough, oh, like right. making okay. people pay to have better ratings and yeah. all that, all this shit you've heard about Yelp. But yeah, that's an episode. Do you guys have people who freak out over Autograt even when it's... <sighs> Well, there was a controversy in New York at the place I worked in because we had so many tourists that were leaving no money. Yes. And it'd be I, hundreds and hundreds of what, dollars. When was this? Do you remember? 2007, 2008 yep. maybe, yep. 2007. Same, that was like a citywide thing. So we would complain. We'd be like, this isn't fair. We need autograts. And sometimes they would autograt, like a larger group or whatever, or like yeah, a higher so bill. Back in the day, you could profile <laughs> but it d- depended on which manager was managing at the yes. time so it was really inconsistent so what they decided to do is put in a little sticker that said in seven eight different languages that we tip in this country that's how we make our living blah 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 that lasted for like a month before the one 
the son of the owner got furious and took them all out. But that was a wonderful month. Like killed, <laughs> like killed it, them? No, it I'm kidding. helped. It really did help. It's pretty controversial, but it's, you know, then there's tables that are spending. I, I've had people sit there all day and drink and drink and drink. And it's like, that can be the most disappointing check because they're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but they think they only owe you five. But it's like yeah. I've been to this table 15 fucking times every hour. And you've been you know? here. Yeah. You've been here. You've been camping in my section when yep. I could have turned over people who wanted to dine and be normal tippers. And it's rough. But the autograt is, I absolutely think it's a right. And especially, especially I, I, yeah. groups. The well, group is like such a no-brainer. That is why there's now restaurants where everything costs more because all of that is equated into the actual cost of the entrees and the drinks. So there's no gratuity left, but everything costs more. That is a new trend. Yeah, but it's also really confusing because sometimes it's so confusing. you've got like, oh, this is a 3% insurance tax and this right, is a three right, right, an 18% right. service thing. Oh, and God, you're like, the service charge. But also the food's really expensive and you're like, are you even paying? Does it even trickle down to the employees? Right. It does not. Because like, that's not. something you don't know when you're getting handed that check. Is, right. Yeah, you have all these extra costs and your pasta was $39, but... And then we figure out Mara Batali's been stealing it the whole time. Right. You're yeah. like, what is this really? So it gets really shady. It really was just like a clean, unified system across the board. It's just like this ugly history of how the service industry became to be in this country, I think, is just riddled with problems. It is very interesting, too, to bring up, you know, and this could be a whole like separate tip episode, but with the check of like, being kind of like your own independent server and claiming what is yours at the end of the night versus a group pool. Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. that's kind that of about tipping. That's tipping. Yeah, I guess. Like save that. I don't know. That's Did very we kinda... interesting. Um, I was going to say, and then, you know, have you ever been in situations where people have totally, you know, I think Kyle, you've said people dine and dash on your friends or they've walked out on the bill on you mm-hmm. and yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I think I told about how my friend was in the meatpacking district, and she had like a, a table that racked up like a grand. And yeah, they, they, they gave left. her they gave Fuck. her like a bunk. That's like called a, a grift. That's yeah. what a grift is, Kyle. Oh, um, that's when they know exactly what the fuck they're doing. Yep. Yeah, and they gave like a like a big Amex that was absolutely didn't work. And then while she was trying to run it, and you know, because yeah. also if you think about the psychology, like if you're like, ooh, this is one of these rich people's cards. Well, you're just and if your it's back saying, is them. You don't think mm-hmm. that people are are gonna get up are and like, run. It's not your nature to be like, oh, this is these people and are gonna run. What are you gonna here. do? Chase after them and make Fight them, them pay for their bill? Drag right. them back. It's in? such a make them do dishes monstrous. Like it's so it's so it's dirty. A, it was it's called like Pop Burger. That's what it was Ugh. called. It's above and beyond the call and the nature of our job. But I was looking at the laws in California, um, which if if someone walks out on a bill, you are protected. Yes, where, you are. In this state, at the very least, where the, the um, establishment eats it. You know, it is not your fault. Well, you that had to tip. be made into a law. Well, right, because like a crazy owner would be like, you didn't go fight 12 people in the streets? You yeah, know? it's your fault. So you didn't, you thing. were watching your table. Because I, like, I don't think I could ever work at a place that would be like, this is being deducted from Well, she left after that because they tried to make her pay for it. Ugh. That's just total batshit insanity. It's insane. Um, Plus, and, and like you're, you're like, if they're willing to run away on $1,000, like you think they wouldn't hurt me? Right. Like if I went and tried to chase after them, also you, Kyle, are like five foot two. Your friends, are, you know, like we're just we're just trying to do our job. Yeah, and I am depending not on like bouncer. how big your section is and how many tables. And if you're full, you're in charge of like fifty or sixty people at one time yeah. any given night. Please. Mm-hmm. Also, service charges, which are the bane of my existence as someone who's worked in a service charge restaurant for quite some time. I think it's um, uh, it's mainly for owners to cover their ass. Um, it's uh, if you go to a restaurant with a service charge, just know in your heart that it's not going to the kitchen like they tell you are. Uh, we had so, so many. That's we had sucks. so much verbiage, different verbiage on our checks that would explain where the um, gratuity went. It started out with it goes to things in the restaurant. Things. Ooh, that's, that's not cool, man. And then 
And then it started, and then when we, you know, like there was a whole time where we just didn't tell people because the tips were so much better. Um, also, a lot of service charges start at 18%, which is fine because what that is doing, it's going to everybody's hourly. Mm. But even, even so, like when, if you're at a, it, that only works if your restaurant is not busy. Because then people are paid. Then you're not having um, servers who walk out with thirty dollars one night. Like that. That's when it works to your advantage. When you or you're at a a counter service spot and there's a there's a percentage on the check. That that's fine. But if you're an active like restaurant with, that rakes in money and you have a service charge, nobody knows where it's going. And then all no of a sudden the owner I'll pulls up in a brand gone. new Miata to a separate bank account just in case that restaurant doesn't do well the second year. That's so scummy. Dude, that pisses me that off. Just as like a rule of thumb, like ask, ask where the service charge goes to make sure that like it's going to a, a server earning a higher hourly yeah. and always tip on top of that. Even if it's two bucks, mm -hmm. it really does make a difference. It's just, it boils my blood. It's crazy. Well, you know what I saw on the flip side? Because, like, at the end of the day, this money should be going to the servers. And to the kitchen. And to the kitchen. Okay. But what I saw that I was like, this is insane. Uh, it was another northern Michigan place that I, you know, I got, like, some nachos and one margarita or whatever. But it was, like, feeling friendly, $10. We'll get you a bucket of beer to send to our kitchen. I've and done I'm, that. I've done totally like fine. That. But I was also, like, um... Wouldn't they like they, some cash? Wouldn't they like some cash? Wouldn't they like yeah, to get paid Why are we sending also, them a bucket of beer? Bucks is a lot. I, I even sent a bucket of beer to the kitchen. I mean, maybe I've bought the kitchen a six pack. Or actually. But I would say give them money. And if you feel like buying them a drink, great. But I'm, I'm like. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you want to pay also, them more than they be $12 in the kitchen? No. Well, <laughs> no. it depends on the vibe. I've been to BYOB places where I'll, I've brought. Like, and I've gone with another chef. Or I'm not a chef. But I've gone with a chef. Um, and we're we'll a, a six pack. You're a chef. You're a chef. I'm a chef now. Um, chef Andrea here. Uh, yeah, we, uh, uh, please refer to me as we chef. Um, thank you. Um, or wall chef cause my last name is Wallace. Okay. Let me actually tell what I'm going to tell now. Um, Are where I've gone. Are you okay? <laughs> Am I okay? Um, so I've gone to places where you can be, bring your own alcohol and I've brought like a six pack to the kitchen with like a chef friend, which is fun. Or if you go to like a sushi bar, you can like buy your sushi chef a beer, which is very fun too. Yeah, but I agree. It's like I, at first I was like, oh, I'd like to buy them some beer. But in, the, but in actuality, chefs or people who work on the line make between 11 yes. and $13 yes, an hour. Yes. So more more yeah. money is better. So yeah, when the bill comes, if there's if if, if you feel like throwing a little something toward the kitchen, cash yeah, or, always trumps beer. Or if you have oodles and oodles of money and you're gonna sit down and give your waitress like a nice tip, maybe give the kitchen a tip too. Yeah, hell yeah. That's so much. There's so much. I just wish restaurants would pay their employees like it was a job. It doesn't job. make sense. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't because if you think about how little they pay for hourly for everybody and then it's all on the customer, that yes. really adds up. I mean, it's a lot of money. It is. I know. We just I'd like to know what everybody thinks about it that's listening. Like, yeah. Please tell us because, yeah. you know, are you seeing benefits trickle in from stuff like that? Have you felt like it's not coming to the kitchen or going to the servers or insurance or whatever the... Because it is really, it's really shady and it's oh, hard yeah. to trust and know what's happening when you're like. It doesn't help it, with insurance, yeah. by the way. Let's put that. No. Let, That's it allows, crazy. the the difference is, is it, it allows an establishment or a, a company to have insurance for their employees. To pay for but, it. But it, that you still pay for your own insurance. Yes. And yes, you do. It, it, also, it also depends on how many hours you work. You have to work an insane amount of hours for it to be able to pay for your insurance, but they're still deducting it from your check. I think that it, it's like a myth that we think that, oh, they get like an hourly, they get benefits. No, like, it's, it's huh. like you get access yeah. to benefits at that maybe should a be slightly... A, should be a fucking right. It should be a right. Agreed. And to reiterate, this, all of this mumbo jumbo now on checks with service fees and little things to the kitchen, and even though there might be a disclaimer at the bottom of the check or at the bottom of a menu, the you as a server also... still have to explain yourself again <sighs> and again and again. And, you and then people like the feel like they should tip you less because they're like, well, you're doing this because so then you make less money. Yeah. And I, I love how when they're like, don't, you don't need to tip us on top. 
It's like, yes, you should, because you're required. They require you to say that because they think like you're peddling for money now. Oh, great. Just could you make us look like bigger, like beggars? Yeah, it's like it's the most demeaning, unbelievably like like just it way to it ruins the morale in every single restaurant. I'm telling you, it does. That sucks. Well, how about we end on this little thought? Um, what have you guys done before if someone can't pay? How is the, if the bill comes and just something crazy's happened, we're like, have you ever, I'll get this with like international travelers, if they're in and out, like their credit card for some reason oh. will get a hold on it and they don't have cash. And then, and you're just like, what do you do? do get the manager yeah yeah yeah, you get the manager for sure yeah and then how do you handle it you know that embarrassing moment when the credit cards totally declined i'm usually discreet i go over with a smile and say i'm sorry your credit card was declined oh that's got to be so fun where you work I say things like, oh, I, I was like, oh, this didn't, this, like, this didn't, this one didn't go through. Or I'll do it. You I'll, have another ah, one. Hey, what? Jesus Christ. It scared the hell out of me. Come here. Hold on. Winnie, what do you do? What do you do when you pay? Oh, my God. What a baby. Um, I, I think sometimes, too, because, like, it's in its, mm, I'm trying to think, like, it's happened, I think, for me, personally, when it has been declined, or even if they're, like, our machines being funny, and it won't read this card. There can be that nervousness on my end too. Where I'm like, well, that's the only one that has the money. I on still it, instinctually you know? run a card twice. Yeah, Absolutely, try and run it twice, even three times, and just. And I think I've gone over in the past two, and I've just been. Even like, if it goes for the first time, I still run it twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like to say, um, do you have another form of payment I could yeah. use? I'm having trouble with this card. Like it might yeah. just be. Look, if they're the nice, stripe, it, they'll most, get a nice Kyle. I march up and I'm like, listen, you fuck nut. <laughs> Your card's been declined. You got no money. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Also, you you still have to pay. Well, you guys, I want to welcome to the podcast April Wolf, who I have to say is our first, um, listen, she's about to be very known for a project that she has coming out this December, but what she's most known for is her time waiting tables and working in a dive bar. So mm-hmm. everyone, welcome April Wolf. Hey, April. Hey. Yay, hey, 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 hey. So you and I were, were exchanging information uh, like a month and a half ago or whatever. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I should ask April if she's got some experience waiting tables because most of us do. Yeah. And then she hit me back with a, my family owned a dive bar and we all worked in it. <laughs> so I was like, we got to talk to you. Yeah. So let's start with some uh, basics. Where are you from? Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Exactly. Nice. Right. She's a hometown girl. And that's yeah. where the bar exists. Yeah. It's called Kale's Corner Bar. Corner spelled with a K. Nice. Uh, Kale is my grandfather's made up last name. That's a long story. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's on a corner. And uh, it is now surrounded by a bunch of high rises and uh, fancy brew pubs. But Grand Rapids is a change beer in central. Yeah. Beer yeah. central. It's Founders. Beer Town, USA. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad it, look, just a caveat, I'm glad it wasn't called Kale's Corner Kitchen. Um, yeah, real know. happy about that one. <laughs> Actually, on the... on the it, KKK, the triple K. The those official name there. is Kale's Corner Bar and Zoo. <laughs> wow. Okay. Can you backtrack on why? Because there's just a bunch of animals. <laughs> just a, fil- a bunch of filthy animals <laughs> in this bar. You know, it's a neighborhood local <sighs> pub watering hole. And uh, my mother actually, um, when she was younger, did the logo. I should have brought the logo with me. You it's could always really send, it. send it to us. We'll Absolutely put it on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was this uh, dive bar established? Um, it was established about 35 years ago. About 35 years ago. Maybe a few years more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandfather was a bartender for a long time in my great-grandfather's bar. And before that, we had my great great grandfather was a rum runner and uh, prohibition. We've owned speakeasies like we have been in the business of alcohol in the old country as well for our entire lives. Wow. That's where's the old country. Um, That is a little bit of like Russia, Poland, Germany area. Very cool. Yeah. Wolf. 
<laughs> so you're it was a very much like running booze off of Lake Michigan down from Canada through like the yeah. Yep. Yep. The Canadian connection through Chicago too, because mm-hmm. it's just around the lake. Yep. Um so yeah. miles across. Mm-hmm. Or you can go down and back up and around yeah. either way. I mean, not many. I mean, but honestly, when you think about that, do, do any of you know how long it takes to like sail? It's like a whole day to sail across. I thought it was like two days, three or four hours. Oh, I've taken a ferry before because I'm from Michigan. Uh, so it's just hours. I mean, I guess it would it's make just, sense. It's, it's just like hours. a couple, three hours. I think is what the ferry oh, was. Yeah. So that was nothing to. I run think it depends booze. on when they launch from, and most of them, I feel like, launch from Wisconsin. I don't think many actually launch from. Not Chicago. from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I went to the Dells from yeah, you know the Dells. Yeah. <laughs> so that's amazing. But this is a big Midwestern connection here because obviously we know each other from being Michigan uh, natives. And, and we met each other in Chicago. Oh, okay. okay. So and she's from Omaha, Nebraska. So we just, yeah. We just get real There's Midwestern no up in, in there. But yeah. <laughs> I just did like a Jersey accent when I was like, we get real uh, Midwestern up in here. Um, I don't know what minute. happened there. It took me a minute. You got to get back up here. Discover how amazing Michigan and Wisconsin, even though they're rivals for some reason, but that both of them are wonderful states to yeah. like yeah. drink in, vacation in, lake in, swim in, just rum in. running. Yeah, but mostly drinking. Yeah. Mostly <laughs> drinking. <laughs> I've tried to describe to people the glory of a Michigan dive bar. It's not like Chicago. No, it's uh, it, it's very different. I mean, L.A. has its own kind of cool. It's more loungy here if mm-hmm. it's divey and old. Um, New York is more of like an old ass saloon or public house. Mm-hmm. Michigan dive bars are I don't even know how like it's like they're probably selling like fishing lures that were handmade in the back. Maybe dart boards everywhere. Oh, yeah. Usually there's always like a, a like a crock pot full of wieners someplace. I got it. We we sell dollar chili dogs at yeah. the bar. <laughs> That's right. You so do. Let's talk like 35 years. So it's like it's 1984. Right. Which is a pretty specific year as far as film and what the world is like. This dive bar opens. So you essentially like grew up in this bar. I did. Yeah. I grew up there. And um, my sister and I, my older sister and I, we were raised by our grandparents primarily because okay. my mom was a teen mom who was waiting tables at night mm-hmm. at a pizza joint. And uh, we... Um, uh, we just hung out at the bar all the time and we got little jobs to do. Um, I remember emptying the Guns N' Roses pinball machine. <laughs> we got to keep like four quarters after we emptied it and like collected all the money. And then, but every time the bar closed, you know, we stayed up really late. Um, you know, we were just talking about horror movies before, you know, when we were recording and um, we would stay up late watching horror movies. And then when bar time came, we would go down to the bar and close and do cleaning and pull out the mats. And um, it was just a really fun thing for us. We did it a little bit less during the school year, but primarily like during the summer, we would stay up late um, and do that. We had no sleep schedule. It was just like... Like any, you know, dive pub Michigan bar, there's an apartment above. Mm -hmm. And um, my grandfather usually would rent it out to... um, he would employ a lot of homeless people mm-hmm. around. And so it'd be like a two bedroom that he'd rent out very cheaply to them so that they could come down and clean very mm-hmm. early in the morning and help set up uh, it. I mean, we opened at six, we still open at six. Yeah. So there's like really only a few hours where you can do your stocking, your cleaning, yeah. that kind of thing. So my grandfather gets up at three thirty in the morning every day still in his seventies. Wow. Like eight heart attacks in. He still gets up and does it. My grandmother does the books on a yellow legal pad still. <sighs> we're a cash only establishment. Yes. Um also we're going. I'm a Detroit suburbs girl and so Grand Rapids was always a bit of a mystery because we were like, well what do you what do you do over there? Yeah. Because we would just bypass it because our whole family was in Traverse City. So we're like, well, why are yeah, we Yeah, you going? don't take the highway over you there. You don't yeah. do that. So no. our question is, what did you do what there? What did you do there? Huh? Oh, my God. I got so drunk. Because <laughs> uh, I was just a young punk hanging out with gutter punks. Cause there's, oh, yeah. There's a stratus to that as well. <laughs> there's, there's, there's crust punk. There's gutter. Yeah. You know, I had gutter punk friends at Michigan well, State. What were the yeah. rules of you like being in the dive bar all the time? Were you Would you like sneak alcohol for your friends? Was it easy to do or were you told like, don't, you're not allowed to drink at all? That's a weird thing because I actually, because I went to a Catholic school and I had like this, 
I don't know, like this really intense morality problem. Just <laughs> I would I call it a problem. Lutheran guilt over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah just I, I knew that I wasn't supposed to drink. And so I didn't for a very long time. But I also had severe anxiety, as you do when you go to a Catholic school and you are a weirdo uh, and you're around a bunch of rich people. Yes. And uh, so it was really different for me because I really didn't start drinking until I started working at Steak and Shake when I was 16. Oh boy. Cause that's when I was the hanging out with some friends. Gateway to yeah. no good. And my, like our boss, like Bill mustache, Bill, he would just go out and get us shit oh. to drink. So oh, I never boy. had to even go through my grandparents. That was never. And also I would never rip them off because my grandfather would like Fuck no. destroy me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's scary as shit. Business. Yeah. Eight heart attacks in that guy's not going down without a fight. No, he's scary. He's so he's, Oh my God. What's your grandfather's name? He went, Kale was his fake last name or just a fake family name of the bar. Well, he, he had a, he had a real weird, uh, orphaned childhood. It okay. was it was real strange, real strange. So he made up a name, essentially taking part of his uh, real name, and, uh-huh. and so that's Kale. But Bob, Bob Kale. Okay. Yeah. I'd vote for I'd vote for that guy. Bob yeah. Kale for city city comptroller. Yeah. So yeah, he would never run for politics because they're all assholes, is what he would say. <laughs> so worked in the diaper forever, but was take and shake was your actual. You went mm-hmm. out and got your first job in the industry on your own outside of the dive bar. Yeah, I mean, I worked at Wendy's for about six hours before I went to the dumpster <laughs> and called my mom to take me home. <laughs> make it stop because i was like this is so dirty yeah uh, i had a wendy's friend and yeah yeah it's- dude cleaning the um what's the smoothie called again frosty. cleaning the frosty machine was like my first job and i was just like oh no i'm never the having these again yeah i was like Aww. i was never having those again and i my older sister um had already gotten a job she she's a year older than me but she had gotten a job at steak and shake and um I had eaten there and I had seen that it was clean and it was just like really like good. And even though there was a bunch of punks and assholes Mm -hmm. who worked there, they like took a lot of pride in the kitchen and like making good food. And they were just like people who worked really hard. And as you know, a do-gooder, weird morality Catholic, I was just like, I need to work someplace clean that I'm proud of, you know, something Midwestern pride or something. But my sister got me a job there and I started working in the drive-thru. Oh, the uniform at that time for steak and shake was a black and white checked apron. Okay. And Oh yeah. I'm picturing this. Okay. Oh, mine are terrible today. So it was a black and white checked apron and um, a white starched white collared shirt underneath black pants and then we had our little bow tie yes. we, our red bow tie that we clipped on hat and or no we had to wear a little hairnet yeah. over the back and the guys got to wear the hats but we had to wear the hairnets oh no fun i know ladies always get i know like the in and out girls have to wear like the hairnet with like the weird ball cap and then the dudes get to wear it they wear yes the, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Very gendered. But again, a much cleaner eating experience. Yes. You know, I don't see people wearing hairnets at Wendy's. We all wore gloves. Like yeah. we actually went through the gloves because we were all wearing gloves. Wow. <laughs> like, everything was spick and span. We cleaned out the fryer every other night, like really cleaned it out. It was just a thing where... um I don't know why all of us got collected into the same place, but we ended up winning store of the year, like again and again. That's and amazing. Again. So we had, I used to, I don't have any of my pins anymore, but you would get pins for like the things that you mastered. So I was a grill master because yeah, I was like great at the grill. We, I competed like you had competitions for grill. Um, <laughs> You're like an Eagle Scout by the end. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, I got my drive-thru, my fry, my sh- I got every pin that you can imagine, except for I didn't go for I'm manager. Sorry, why are you not running for president in 2020? <laughs> I feel like Elizabeth Warren probably has some of those She's pins. She's like, yeah. Her. When her stories about my daddy was a janitor and I worked at Steak and Shake and I was a grill master. She needs to add that into her origin story. So how long were you actually at Steak and Shake? Uh, it was nine years altogether. Wow. So did you, so you like, Whoa. you go to college in Grand Rapids? 
No, I um I actually started working at the Kalamazoo location when I went. Oh, you transferred. K-Zoo. I transferred there and um that was really hard. It was also contributing to the reason why I dropped out of school twice because I was still working third shift and that's, that's it's rough. really hard to oh, go wait, to school. Oh wait, cuz Shake and Shake is open like 24 hours a day. Yeah. yeah, and you make more money if you're working third shift. Cuz you get the drunkies. Oh, and yeah. you're busy. Yeah. Especially in a college town. Yeah, yeah. And also the Kalamazoo location, I tried to clean, and I kept trying to convince other people to clean, but they were so lazy that I was like, uh... Like, do you know who I am? I, yeah. Grandmaster uh, Grand Rapids. I know. 2000. So I would actually go back. It's a 45-minute drive back to Grand Rapids, so I would um, actually go back and work on the weekends, and then uh, all through uh, my summer breaks back in Grand Rapids on the, at those stores. I thought for a minute you were going to say, I would just drive back and go to the old location just so I could clean and feel like myself again. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't working there. I just, I was like, Kalamazoo just did not no, appreciate. No, just clean. It's a fine. I'll just clean. Just clean. Just give me a few minutes. Need to yeah. know I like being here so much more than I like being there. Um, <laughs> so nine years. Did you work at the at the family bar? Yeah, but only you know marginally. The thing is that my grandfather wanted so weird. Well, he's very just like old school man. He wanted to protect the women in the family. So like, okay, we weren't allowed to do much bartending, but we could do a lot of the bar back and you know stocking and that kind of thing. Whereas my younger cousins, who are boys, immediately got trained to do bartending I mean and that's the thing is like I already knew how to bartend and I went on and I did some bartending at TGI Fridays as well and it's just like like I already know how to do it but he just wanted to protect us which is so weird did you were you angered by it were you like did you want to bartend yeah you know but that's the thing is like for a while I just accepted it that I wasn't allowed to do that and that's just you know like the the female thing of like oh no oh yeah that's I just shouldn't, not my place I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that yeah, yeah. Well, we did, I mean, we went in depth, like a three-parter of, of basically the history of women in the service industry. Yeah. And I mean, women weren't allowed in bars or saloons, period, yeah. during like really puritanical times. They had and a side door that they could enter. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And whether that really long, narrow, like in old saloons where it's got like the frosted glass yeah. or um, like, what are they called? Like the ordinaries or... Oh, yeah. Or just pubs like... Or the... Uh, the snugs where they would hide women in an actual glass booth yep. to keep them away from men. Um, and then women were only allowed to work in a pub or restaurant if they were married to the innkeeper or daughter of. And yeah. that was like the one. But and this basically whole thing, covered in no less than 12 pounds of clothing. Of, yeah. yeah. Heavy, heavy, like floor length cloth. But, you know, and so it's this feeling that probably your grandfather's like, I've seen the worst in people. Uh, yeah, there's, you know, and I, we've seen, yeah. I, and they do this thing where it's infuriating at, at this point in time, but I also understand that they were like, I don't want to subject uh, the women in my home that I love to yeah. these pigs. Yeah, which is hilarious, though, because all the bartenders that he had are all women. He oh, only had female just, bartenders. Oh. Just not us. Just not you guys. He was very protective ladies, of pardon me. us. Fair. Which is weird because we wouldn't we weren't raised in any other gendered manner. Yeah. Like I was raised to play basketball yeah, and to same. watch baseball and football with my grandpa, and he came to all my softball games and basketball games, and so it was just like protection. His yeah. own strange like yeah, it's a own, weird thing. This is where I draw the line, April. You know how yeah. was he as a boss to his female bartenders? He's a really great boss. He is the kind of guy who. Um, gives troubled people chances mm -hmm. a lot because he was he always had problems when he was younger too sure. and so he's given a lot of women chances like women that. who may have gotten on a you know jail and they've mm -hmm. got some kids and some maybe some other issues but um he's he's also like because it's a cash establishment um what you're going to have is employees pocketing some money yeah. mm -hmm. and that's just what's going to happen but he is he and my grandmother, because they run it together, they're very kind of sensible about that, where they're like, don't take too much and show up to your shifts. You know, like yeah. there's a kind of like weird loyalty. If you go beyond a certain point, he will, you know, like you will be asked to leave. Yeah. But he's very sensitive to that. You know, like if like they show up sometimes to 
um, like uh, hearings, you know, if their employees get into trouble. Cause you know, they are some troubled people. Like sure. this is like the kind of people who hang around pubs where they need a family and they may not have had that support. So they will oftentimes show up to court hearings and things to, mm-hmm. to offer support for their employees and right, and to be like, Hey, listen, they're, they've worked for me for two years and I, I can account to their character, you know, yeah. Yeah. So they, for their character. Exactly. And you know, it's like I said, they also, you know, employed some homeless people and gave them some chance. I really, yeah, that really stuck out to me too, because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, we're saying like what we always go back to is like this is an industry that just takes all kinds. You know, yeah. everyone's in different places with different goals and outcomes, but it's like anyone, you, you know, mm-hmm. you're welcome. You are welcome. Do the job. Don't fuck up. Yeah. And you can do it. And yeah. people fucking, when you put faith in them, they turn their shit around a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, it, it does take someone saying that you can do it and then giving you the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, that's how I was raised. I was given no rules. <laughs> <laughs> you figure it out. I was never told I had to go to bed or brush my teeth. I didn't even realize people like brush their teeth at night. And oh, I was just no. like, what? <laughs> oh, that's so weird. I'm like, no one ever told me about that. Uh, you know, just like, like, here's a bag of chips for dinner. Like, that's what you want. Right. And I'm like, that's what I would like for dinner. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to shake you awake at 1.30 a.m. We're going to go clean the bar. We're going to yeah. go drag um, the mats out. So um. that being said, here we are 2019, the bar still standing, which is great, especially yeah. with the quote beautification that has happened in this area, which is amazing. Yeah. But how is, how is the bar viewed now? Uh, the bar right now from outsiders is viewed as extremely lucrative because it is the only bar that is different from all of the other bars on a strip where people are trying to look like every other brew pub. Yep. Or Which we all know place. what that looks like. There's like a lot of fucking copper polished shit and like the big TVs that are bright and, and shiny. Oh, I, I have to say anytime someone wants to meet at a brew pub, it's like, no, thanks. I really don't want to do like, that. It's like, I think I'll make exceptions if someone has a kid with them. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. All well, right. I get it. You've like, probably been to golden road. Right. Exactly. Where, where it's just like, here's put your kid in a, in a pen mm-hmm. while we can get drunk. Yeah. For me, it depends on the beer. Um, yeah. when I know you like, you like smaller, smaller, I'm little very ones that you're, picky. Yeah. yeah you but like I, your obviously I know what, what, what you guys are talking about. Right. Um, so there's kitsch to this diet cause it is a diet yeah, bar and it's a diet a bar. Can bit about the interior? I mean, th- so the, it's an, it's a brick building. Mm-hmm. So it's an old Hell brick yeah. building. Um, and I'm looking this up as soon as you leave. I'm going to yeah, look yeah. for. It's a, it's a red brick building. And I think we've got black or green awnings on the doors right now. But mm-hmm. two entrances. One of them is a saloon entrance. And um, there's uh, two rooms to it. Uh, so the, the front room is the long bar and um, a few booths and then a jukebox. <gasps> and then there's a window between the um, between the bar and the second room because that's like the little service area there and then the back room has uh pool tables uh some pinball and then that's where we do all of the karaoke yes that's um tuesdays and saturday nights is the karaoke night i already had a i was already i'm so glad you just answered this question for me because now we have to go there's nothing better than karaoke and a dive we have to do our first michigan live show there if you ever want to all go at the same time we'll talk about it yeah he (laughs) i don't know if this guy still hosts it but there is an ellis impersonator who was hosting it for a long time just like one of my grandpa's friends like a golfing buddy that he had for a long time but my, heart, I just my heart's fluttering alive. with delight so it's a lot of weirdos yes. uh yes and you can my grandmother still makes all the jello shots yes i was um, gonna ask i'm like what's the weird eccentric yeah okay yeah. And what's your grandmother's name uh tootie I love this. And there's probably <sighs> always a new generation of like the cool kids discovering this bar yep. over and over. That's the thing. That's that's the the there's the college Grand Valley State University is down the yep. street. Uh people are constantly discovering it because there are cheap drinks, it's cash. Um, the jukebox is like whatever you want to play. It used to be only like an old one with honky tonk hits and then my grandmother's favorite song, which is Bobby Brown's My Prerogative. <laughs> so that was <laughs> The weird thing, but, uh, you know, now it's like a new jukebox, but it's just, it's an easy place to hang and there's tons of space. And so it's where people kind of come to get like their birthday parties on and their bachelorette parties on or whatever, just like you know, random people, sometimes cops hang out there. Yes. Uh, yes. It's uh it's definitely one of those don't ask, don't tell bars. It's like a game day. Yeah. 
Here's a tip. So when I was waiting tables, when I was bartending and I was, you know, living that fast, wonderful life, raking in the tips, I, uh, I often went into work sick. I went into work sick. I may not have been like the worst, like sick as a dog sometimes, but I went in because I, I thought I was just like, oh, I can't call in. I can't mm-hmm. do this. And, you know, sometimes you can't. But my big tip is to stay the fuck home sometimes. <laughs> do the work. Find someone to fill in for you. Get better. It is not okay to come into work sick. Tell your manager to fuck off if they think that it is. But stand up for yourself and stand up for your health. And I think that that's something that goes by the wayside when you're working something so grueling as a restaurant job. And I know, obviously, that it's not always possible to do that. But try to advocate for your own health, whether it's wearing wrist guards, whether it's mm-hmm. like wearing, you know, some kind of um, back brace or something. Yep. Just take care of your health. Hey, everybody. Here's a tip. If you haven't already, download the Himalaya podcast app. It's the best app for discovering, listening and organizing all your favorite podcasts, including Sidework. And when you listen through Himalaya to Sidework Podcast, we get a little tip from them. Thanks a lot, you guys. Talk to you soon. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.